Hello and welcome to another episode of Dawncast. I'm Dai Lee. Thanks for joining us. And today we've got Priscilla Kukui, uh, who is the founder, uh, business owner of Ovi Square. And uh, she's an emerging tech strategist slash leader, a futurist and a prototype. Now, what does all those titles really mean? So we're hoping that uh, Priscilla can give us and some insight into those roles that she currently hold, as well as delve into the conversation around technology, VR, and uh, AR. So welcome to Dawncast. Thank you for having me, Day. Yes. So um, first of all, these wonderful titles that you have on your profile, a futurist and a prototype. Can you tell us what you were trying to convey with those titles and what do they mean? Yeah, sure. So, um, futurist, I will start with futurist. Um, we can have different ways of seeing life. Some people tend to always refer back to the past. Some are really wise and try to stay in the present. And some always project themselves in the future. Mm. And uh, I'm... You're the one that projects yourself into the future. Yes, I'm a tiring <laughs> optimistic. I'm always thinking that the best will be to come. The best project will be my next project. I'm really uh, always keen to uh, get on my next challenge. And uh, yeah, and okay. I definitely project myself on what will the future be and mm. how it will influence us as humans as well. And specifically with technology, we need to be really careful sometimes because tech is just a tool and we can use it for good or for bad. It's just a tool. And uh, I'm really interested in how we can use the tool we have and um, what it means for the future and what it means for humanity as a whole, mm. as using those kind of technologies. And is that also part of what you call a prototype? So you're pr interested in also developing or creating prototypes of these futures or, or what the, what's going to be in the future? And the prototype part is more on my ability to always reinvent myself. So... When we create a prototype in real life as a product, we always iterate and we go on the same cycle on trying to improve um, improve the product. And in my DNA, I have that ability to always reinvent myself and I always go on the same process and how I can improve and be better at what I do. And it also linked to the fact that uh, I tend to, I'm really good at starting um, <laughs> and uh, I love uh, creating art, music, but I also enjoy uh, creating companies, having ideas and executing my ideas to create. Um, and, uh, and I tend to do that kind of often. Yeah. Uh, so like a prototype, I always press start. And sometimes as a prototype, you fail, but you try again and you do it again. So it's a reason why I wanted to emphasize the fact that uh, as a real product, I mean, I'm a product, I'm a product in flesh, yeah. but uh, I'm a We prototype. all are. Yeah. yeah, we all are. But uh, <laughs> on the way, my way of thinking is really going through that cycle of iterative process. Mm. So it's omni-square, omvi, sorry, um, ovi-square. Uh, ovi so what, at, at what stage of the iteration of your prototype is that? <laughs> It's, it's actually really interesting. Uh, OV Square, I started the company to only work within entertainment industry. 
and uh, found myself working for more engineering, so for construction, the mining industry, and tend to work in both now. But uh, yeah, I've been through different phases and refining the process every time. And uh, my new obsession is with uh, olfactory, so the sense of smell. Right. Yeah, which is my new, it's the next stage I see as an evolution for the immersive space. We have the visual, we have the audio, and uh, one of the strongest sense uh, of us as a human is actually the olfactory, the sense of smell. So I'm yeah exploring that. All right, we will get to that in a minute. But yeah. So what did you start OV Square with the, when you talk about entertainment? What was your intention around setting up that business? So I set up OV Square because humbly I wanted to change the world. We <laughs> all do. That, yeah, we all do. <laughs> and uh, I realized that um, we needed to change the narratives for humans and maybe try really early in life. So um, I, my first idea was that uh, I would change the world using technology because it's what I do. I really enjoy working with uh, cutting-edge technologies, um, but to create a new narratives to make sure that the next generation would have tools to handle the modern life. So let me explain. So we yeah, have give us an example. Yeah, we have plenty of fairy tales, and we are told over and over and over again the same story. Um, so L Little Red Riding Hood. Exactly. Uh, for example, what, what else? Oh gosh, Snow White. Yeah, it's a great uh, example, uh, The Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, so, for example, I uh, rewrote The Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, you did? Yes, I oh, did. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I picked that out of. <laughs> but most of the fairy tales, I enjoy rewriting them. So, the first version of that fairy tale. Um, was a bit of an oldish one. If you check, and it existed in kind of all culture. You have an African uh, Red Riding Hood. You have, like, it's really, it tends to be a world story. And it's about, it's a bit dark, like all fairy tales. And it's about rape. It's about uh, pedophilia, the uh, wolf having the little girl in, in, um, in his bed. Like, it's a bit dark. Uh, so I reuse, for example, that story which is always about um, a weak little girl, uh, powerless. And I rewrite the fairy tales to make her strong. Right. And to make her living in the modern society. So, for example, when she goes through the wood to see her grandmother, I made it an urban uh, area, urban jungle. So she starts going on, on that walk around the forest. But in fact, she's going through, you can see some trees and then soon it's really transformed in a jungle humban area because it's what the forest is nowadays, where, you're, where you will meet the wolf yes. is somewhere in the forest. Um, I also tend to change the narrative to include uh, everyone. So, for example, for these fairy tales and for most of the characters of the stories I uh, write or rewrite uh, are just female or uh, non-binary. Yeah. So the wolf is a wolf. Mm. Who do we know is a wolf? Could be a female, could be a non-binary. It's a wolf. And uh, I made this uh, character a surfer. 
But it's the same. A surfer could be a woman, could be a man, could be vicious, could be strong, could be weak, could be as vicious as a little red riding hood. So I just change the power in the relationship inside that story because at the end of the day, we can all, um, as women, as whoever we are, just be whoever. It's not because we are uh, female that we need to be weak or because we are a wolf that we need to be strong. And so with that, so you then take those um, traditional, conventional fairy tales yeah. uh, and then rewrite them yourself? Yeah. And then how is that into then you translate then transform that into a, a another publication, or how do you how does it exist after you have done your creative and prototype? Yeah, what does it come up with? What's the so, MVP, the yeah. the minimum viable product? So that uh, stories, I made it an augmented reality experience oh. that uh, we presented in a, in an art gallery. So we were just using um, a tablet and we would start the experience and you're actually walking in the shoes of the little red riding hood. So you go on your ride to meet your grandmother. So you're going through and you can see the story um, around um, the path where you're going and uh, you have all these details and all the sound and uh, everything is happening around you and you are when you are inside this experience, the red riding hood and things are happening around you and uh, you can hear it, you can smell it. Smell is really important mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, in the experience that uh, we create. And um, yeah. And, um, so so what, what was the purpose behind you uh, rewriting it uh, and taking this using um, augmented reality for people to experience it? What, what is the message that you want to cut through uh, in shifting characters, um, in re- 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 rewriting um, the story? Yeah, I wanted the little red riding hood know that um, she can be who she wants to be and um, she doesn't have to go with a wolf. And actually in my story, she kills a wolf. So she's. it's not like in most of the fairy tales, the Little Red Riding Hood would be helped by someone else. That's like right. She's yeah. really powerless. She would go in the bed of the wolf. She doesn't have to. So I just changed the narratives and that story told to little uh, girls over and over and over and over again will change the way they see the world and um, the narratives change our imaginary. So she can project herself as yeah, powerful. So the idea was to bring back the power where it needs to be inside this story. Wow. And you've done that with many of many stories, many of the fairy tales or many is a good is a <laughs> is a big word. I uh, I do it one story at a time and sometimes I reuse some element only of the stories. Hansel and Hans, Hansel and Gretel, Snow White, Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> so f- yeah, for Hansel and Gretel, uh, we've just finished a proof of concept where we reuse um, House of the Witch. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you want to the, 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 you just finished it now? So uh, it's a proof of concept. It's a working uh, proof of concept. Yeah. We've actually. It's a house of gingerbread and lollies and and yes. everything. It smells really good. Good, it okay. It smells delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for that 
project. Uh, we've created one of the first ever, actually, uh, we sent Castile the experience. So it, it's just a, a story. We, I mean, it has been created in Unity, which is one of the game engine we use to create virtual reality experience. Uh, but we, uh, we created it for that specific experience because it was for potentially one of my clients. So we've created as an uh, app, um, an Android app. Um, and um, what was really, what we really wanted to test was the olfactory inside the story. So it's a story you can smell, uh, but really uh, with a focus being on the smell. How do you bring the smell into uh, uh, augmented reality? H we use spe special device. Right. Uh, so for virtual reality, so if your audience uh, don't know, we, we have a virtual reality, which is um, having a headset yeah. to go in a completely different world, uh, which really enfaces a sense of presence. And we have augmented reality, which augment um, the physical existing world. Um, and we tend to play more and more at the limit between both. And uh, it's neither completely digital, neither completely physical. And we call it uh, physical. So right. we play with the physics existing, we play with digital, and we just augment the world, or yeah, for augmented reality, or we are at the limit, and we call it extended reality, uh, which uh, could be one or the other, or just playing at the limit. But we usually really play a lot with the visual or uh, the audio. audio. Yep. And um, we add an extra layer, an extra dimension, playing with the smell, which is the strongest, you know, one of the strongest uh, sense in the human body. And for that specific experience, for one of the first time ever, I think worldwide, um, let me know if I'm, if I'm wrong, <laughs> please comment, um, we sandcasted it. So we broadcasted scent uh, in uh, around... 10 to 15 locations around the world. So anyone with this device, we use just the Wi-Fi to send casted the experience. So you could uh, watch the story, which is called uh, The Essence of Travel, in all the different locations in the world at the same time in real time. Wow. And you can send? Yeah, you can send and see the experience, but right. you could smell it. Smell it as yeah. well. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so there's a scent as yeah. well. In, in, in yeah, all the smell and all the blended smells that uh, we've created. Okay. I would love to be part of that next time when you do it so can we can actually experience it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm working with the uh, with clients to, to really include multisensory experiences yeah. uh, on the Australian market. Wow. So technology, obviously, is a really important um, factor now in this day and age, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so how, um, you know, how can, obviously, it's important for this generation, the, 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 the next generation, to take into consideration all of these technological devices and um, abilities or skills out there or net, how can you say it, all the different technology offerings out there. How do we navigate through that? 
how can we know what's the best? You know, is augmented reality the best? Is um, virtual reality the best? Uh, like, how do you know? How do you na navigate all of that? So it depends on what um, whoever is trying to do. What do they want? Uh, a mountain is always only an obstacle if you plan to climb it. So it really depends on what uh, we want to do um, at the main, um, at a higher level. Um, as a human, what I think is really important is that we need to discuss what we want to do as a society. Do we want to, um, I don't know, what do we want to enphase? Do we want to enphase war? Or do we want to enphase uh, collaboration? Um, and we need to discuss on those more um, ethics around technology. And those needs to be open conversation. What do we want to, to do? And then with those values that we share, we can decide how we will use the technology. Yeah, because you mentioned earlier that it can be used for good or it can be used for evil, isn't it? I mean, yeah. technology, we should not just embrace technology because we have to, because yeah. we need to. Yeah. It has to be done, as you said, from, from the ethics lens, from also the good that it can do. Completely. Um, for you, how did you get involved or grow into technology? You know, what what was it that drew you to into technology? Because there are not many women. I mean, we talk a lot about women in STEM. You know, yeah. science, technology, engineering, maths. Obviously, you you've got that that uh, credentials. How did you step into that? Obviously, today in this day and age, there we're trying to call more for more women to get involved in that space. Yeah. Um, I got, um, I guess, lucky. Um, I've been working with technology and uh, information technology or uh, information systems um, most of my career. Um, and uh, at a point, it was just the right... Uh, I was just at the right place to consider... Um, aligning who I was, which was really interested in innovation and technology, and my creative side. And I could do it with um, XR, extended reality, which is augmented reality and virtual reality. So, yeah, and it's how it just uh, happened. <laughs> Can't just have happened. It, you must, you, you... Yeah, I... I, I won't lie, I have a background, a uh, more technical background, uh, working for IT and uh, technology projects. Uh, so I think that um, it's easier somehow uh, to get a role in tech if you have been already working in tech uh, in the past. Um, and uh, I also um, have experiences uh, working uh, in project management, uh, PMO management, portfolio management, etc. etc. So it's just a perfect, I'm just at the perfect place to be able to um, handle uh, multifunctional teams to drive innovation within corporates because I most of the time work for corporates. I don't create product for end user. I work for as a B2B, business to business, and sometimes business to business to the end consumer. But uh, most of the time I work for company to influence the change to bring change and innovation within corporates. Mm. You've had a very um, 
you, you a successful kind of career at a very young age. Uh, what what do you um, attribute your success to? Do you think? Yeah, so success is a is a big, <laughs> a big word. word. <laughs> <laughs> is a big word. Um, if I don't um, uh, succeed, I learn. And I told you I'm a prototype. So <laughs> if I don't succeed, I learn and it's fine. Um, uh, so I go back on the cycle to improve, to learn more, and you know, and I iterate the process of going uh, around uh, on the evolution. Uh, yeah, success is a is a big word. Uh, I study hard. Um, you, you grew up in in France. Yeah, I grew up in France. Um, done studies, got my master's degree. Always been interested in working with different whoever. Um, and um, I got lucky enough to be accepted in a university to, to have MBA courses in Thailand. Uh, couldn't understand the Indian culture, so went uh, to have extra MBA courses back in India. Right. Yeah, so I just work hard to, to have the credential. I think that um, I'm lucky or unlucky enough to look really exotic, so I get less chance to... To fail somehow, <laughs> I needed just to be good because otherwise, um, yeah, there's no other choice. You know, you just need to be better. Yeah, what you're referring to being a, a woman of color, yeah. so therefore you feel that you have to somehow ensure that you've got all of these credentials as long as your arms to know that to, con- to convince yourself that you're good enough. Yes, and to, I mean, to convert others. Yeah, which is uh, you know. Uh, always, like on an everyday basis, I, I feel that people will question, you know, will question my uh, my ability, my skills. So I always needed to be just, um, I don't know if the word is powerful, but I just needed to be there and to show <laughs> that I'm here and <laughs> to have to be maybe a bit louder and just to, yeah, I'm not on the discreet side of things. I have a really strong accent. I I. I can. I'm not really good with languages, but I'm really good with other sense. I'm yeah. really good with <laughs> position. Like I can make someone really uncomfortable really easily just with space. Like right. I can read. I can read um, things that other can't when they only focus on, on the signification the s- and on the speaking. Right. So it's uh, you know we do with what we have. Yeah. <laughs> and and for you, um, you you now have called Australia home. You, you've come to Australia and... I'm Australian. Yeah, you're an Australian. Yeah, I'm Australian, actually. I'm, um, you know, it's what Aus- Australia looks like those days. Yes, <laughs> and I like this. <laughs> and what, was, what, has, what made you come to Australia? Um, I've been in Asia for 10 years before, and no offence for Australians, but Australia is in Asia. Uh, so it was just uh, another stop. Yeah, another stop on my on my way. Um, I stayed in Southeast Asia. It's uh, interesting because I don't know, like a lot of uh, Australians or other Australians might think, you know, for years they have they have uh, not accepted the fact that Australia is within the Southeast Asian region or Asia Pacific region. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's not something that they can come to terms with. But yes. for somebody like yourself, you saw Australia as part of Asia and sort of hop yes. over. Yes, it is for for me. So there you like go, guys. Australia is part of Asia. <laughs> it's I, I I wouldn't say it's it's part of it. It's just 
close maybe to it or yeah, yeah. I mean geographically the next, uh, uh, yeah, when you're geographically. from Europe yes. it's on the other side I mean it's uh, <laughs> so um, it was just a jump from where I was you know like yeah Thailand um, Vietnam Myanmar Japan India and in Australia Australia <laughs> <laughs> and uh What was it like arriving here, coming from Asia, a very obviously populated, you know, hundreds of millions population-wise, and coming to Australia, which, which I'm sure you thought, look, it's another country just across from, you know, Vietnam, Thailand or whatever, so it's part of Asia. Once you got here, what was uh, interesting about the place? So the culture here is really interesting and... and um Uh, I made it home because it's uh, people are so relaxed, so friendly. You know, Australians are so friendly. Um, um, I knew even before I came in Australia that uh, I would stay here um, because um, I wanted just to settle a little. Uh, so and 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 yeah. So it was just. Um, I didn't know if I would be willing to become Australian and stay for that long, but I knew I needed to settle for a few years just to, yeah, just to create and just uh, when you're moving constantly on a on a yearly basis and you need to um, recreate your life. Uh, sometimes it's a bit tiring, so I just wanted to stay in a place for a little while. Um, and uh, people have been really welcoming. I feel that uh, Australians have been here for not that long, so they tend to accept others, or I felt that uh, I was giving a chance. Uh, even it wasn't easy. <laughs> It's not easy at all, and you need to struggle and you need to fight, but uh, at the end of the day, I felt that um, I was given a chance and another one to kind of prove myself, and uh, it's how I just, started to, to work and feel comfortable. But yeah, yeah. What are some of the challenges been so far for you? Of some of the challenges? I work in tech, in emerging tech. Uh, most of the time I'm uh, the only woman, um, uh, sometimes the youngest, and plus uh, one of the only person of color. We always have a bit of um, developers, maybe on the developer side and um, with really strong tech DevOps. Some of them would be Indians, but most of the management uh, tend to be uh, looking at me, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> is, is that, did you find that more in Australia than, say, where you've been in the last 10 years in South, Southeast Asia or, or, other, or, or in Europe? in terms of in the tech space? I don't know. I can't say more or less. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I can only speak about my own experience and I would have a different experience somewhere else, so I can't be specific. I can only um, see where I've been and uh, how maybe a bit more difficult sometimes it was to be heard. Uh, so just to give you an example, um, mm. in one of my previous uh, job, I just uh, uh, used to refer uh, to one of the manager uh, every time something happened. And it could be 
always it could always be circumstantial. You know, we are at a meeting around the table and everyone will just present and I will they will just keep me, you know, going from my right to my left uh, and skip me. And it can be circumstantial. It's just that it happens to me three times a week. <laughs> and um, so, do you call that out? Do you say yes? Of course, okay. of course, I call it. Out. Oh, of course, I'm 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 loud, and uh, you know, maybe I'm skinny, but I'm not invisible. <laughs> uh, yeah, try. But it's just that uh, to be heard, you always need to be loud. much more loud and powerful, and rephrase and repeat, and um, uh, and uh, not only I don't look, but also the way I sing is tends to be really different. So, and I don't, I guess, look like what people would expect. You know, I'm not the good, uh, I don't know, I'm not the good woman just working in tech and pretty, or, yeah. you know. And sometimes I guess that the difference between what people expected and what I actually am uh, made, uh, made it even more difficult for me. Uh, most of people would see me, for example, as a maybe black person, but uh, I'm black and white. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm closer from uh, someone being adopted yeah. than uh, a complete black person or a completely white person. And um, yeah. So, so what's your advice for women, or not just women, but even men in position like like you? Like you're the only, if you can put the say the word coloured person in a meeting in a decision make making. Um, environment and if they skip you like that what would your advice be to them H- how do they make sure that they heard and they're visible in that environment yeah i think that uh, you need to find allies and uh, make sure that uh, they understand your points and uh, rally next to you so instead of being always you having to say hey you skip me <laughs> you know, again someone else saying it or um I know that um, during some of the meetings, if you have several m- women around the table and uh, one of the women make a point and have an idea, someone else to repeat, hey, no, 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 had that idea. Or if a man repeats uh, one of the women ideas, repeat the same idea saying, yeah, as no, 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 said, um, no, like to, um, uh, to show that this idea was someone else's idea. So just... Um, Make sure that uh, within the environment you are, you you have ideas who will rally your way and uh, repeat and phase uh, whatever you're saying or or doing. And uh, yeah, mm. okay. Um, now you you gave a speech called "The Future of Work in a Digital World," yeah, and I apparently did. it's a very powerful speech. Oh, yeah. And you listed five uh, key points that you believe can help anyone plan for the future. Can you go through them and why they're important? Um, actually, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't re- remember that talk. Uh, on, uh, on, uh, yeah, to be good with technology, you need to be anyway. It's uh, I can I can surely find a top three, and yeah. it might. Not be the one I refer during that talk. Yeah. Uh, okay. I know uh, it's. I know it feels like sometimes. Oh my God, that talk! I've given many talks after that. But <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, I advise you just to be passionate about oh, it. There you go. Adaptation, embrace change in diversity, be curious. Is that right? Yeah. 
The only okay. talent is drive and perseverance and be yourself. So that's that's where the yeah. So that's what okay. So right. wh- why so why those ones were yeah. the most important. Okay, right. So I started with passion. It's not one I gave during that speech, but it's definitely one you uh, you need to follow. You need to follow what you feel inside. It's definitely where you would be the best uh, in your life. Uh, it's when you find a way to align your expectation. Uh, who you are as a person and uh, your abilities, your skills, and it's where you find your. You have a Japanese term called the ikigai. Ikigai. Oh, yeah. I love the ikigai. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's where you should go. So um, what I gave was uh, to be curious. Curiosity is. Um, is a bad uh, vice, but you should pursue it. <laughs> I know, this, isn't there a saying, curiosity kills the cat? <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah it's, it's curiosity kills the cat. But then, you know, you're supposed to be very curious. And because for me, I've always been a curious person. I've always wanted to test things out. I wanted to try something. And even if I'm scared of something, I, I go for it. Like, I'm really scared of heights. I'm thinking, how do I break that fear of heights? So I go... Um, uh, rock climbing, um, mm. is it called rock climbing? Yeah. Or when you climb, when you walk down the side of the rock, um, abseiling, yeah. abseiling. Yes, I've fallen twice doing that, but I still, still haven't got. I still not have overcome the fear of heights, but, but I still did it. But anyway, going back to curious, yes, to your points, to curiosity, um, yeah. Anyway, you if you're if you're passionate, you will just uh, do research and try whatever you're interested in naturally. You wouldn't have to enforce it. And I think it's a dream of everyone to just work on uh, with your passion because it doesn't feel like working. It feels like just uh, enjoying what you're doing, and it's exactly what you should do as a person. Um, so uh, embrace change. Well, it's different for everyone, and uh, if you don't feel comfortable, yeah, it's it's how it is. Um, reality is, world is changing quite quickly, and uh, it will continue to evolve um, at a really um, high speed. So to keep up, you need just to be able to adapt. It's more important even than having. Um, uh, soft and hard, hard skill it's um, even more important to have more soft skills and being able to adapt and change uh, than to really know how to do whatever using a specific software because at the end of the day that software will change so it's good to have the structure and I'm not saying don't do that but just uh, it's definitely good to go with the flow and be able to adapt the worst sentence for a company is that we won't change because we have always done things that way. Mm. It's 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 a worse. And we've seen many companies who have uh, disappeared or because yeah. of that. Yeah. That we this is how we've done it. Or this is how we've done it. So we're happy with this. Why do we need to change? So yeah. Um, now you volunteer and mentor students at RMIT. How satisfying is that? Is that yeah. experience? So I definitely uh, learn as much as I can, and the goal is definitely to share the knowledge. Once you uh, you got what you know, it's to share it with 
everyone, as many people as possible. So, yeah, I've been mentor with the future skills uh, of uh, RMIT uh, in VR and AR. Uh, one was their uh, AR and VR strategies and uh, for AR and VR um, development uh, course. Um, it was really interesting. Um, I enjoy just uh, sharing the knowledge with students. And to be frank, uh, for the development course, I also learned we were using, um, I don't know if I can say the word, <laughs> but we were using uh, some product from uh, an interesting company, <laughs> tech <laughs> company, um, uh, to create uh, not only VR and AR environment really easily, but uh, also uh, chatbots uh, and uh, also using machine learning um, to um, to create um, speech to text, so oh. you actually talk speak, and then yeah, comes and, and the text is is going or your uh, avatar is just uh, saying what you write. Yeah, because at the moment if on your phone you can do that. You can um, I've discovered you know with your phone you can if you can't of course you can't text and drive. So now you use the feature. I don't know if people use the feature. Please don't hold your phone while you drive. But if you if you want to send a message, you can click on the microphone and you dictate and then it um, turned into text. But the spelling mistake is just, yeah, oh, God, I can't believe yeah. it. So are you... It's is, improving. It's improving. Yeah, it's improving. But just uh, teaching it to students, you realise how easy it is for everyone now playing with tech. It's not like highly futurist. Um, on the weekend, you can just uh, play with machine learning and... Uh, Artificial intelligence to do, yeah, easy, easy things. There's workshop everywhere uh, around the web. Uh, yeah, wow. if you're if you're keen to explore, it's yeah, you can start small and just playing with tech. If you have a mobile phone or even, I mean, it's better to do on the PC. <laughs> I won't, mm. I won't lie, but um, yeah, you can definitely play with tech if you're interested. Do you see VR? And AR, uh, it's going to be increasingly part of our uh, daily lives. So you ask the wrong person. I see it everywhere <laughs> for me, obviously, <laughs> obviously <to be> everywhere <laughs> for every vertical, for every company. Uh, it's the future. <laughs> of course. Yes. And if you need any assistance yeah. to understand, you can yeah. ask me. me. That's right. <laughs> To implement it within your company, you yeah. don't know how to begin. Ask me. <laughs> Ask us. We, yeah, we would. You know, uh, it's one of the sentence. Um, define where you you want to go, and uh, yeah, we're here to assist. Uh, first, to identify, and um, you know, we we just use data to to drive uh, innovation and create a great product, and then great concept. And then uh, we can deliver and execute. So digital strategy, digital transformation within corporates is, I see it being really big. Most of the company understood during the COVID area, for example, that they need to, uh, if they had a really strong physical presence, they need also to be online. It's, it's a must uh, nowadays. And um, it's quite, good to already be on online on the web but uh, it's another dimension to just be in a virtual environment where you can collaborate with the user where you can train where you can 
know, learn um, soft skills, how to negotiate new contracts if we speak about HR, how to uh, build if you're within construction, how you can, and et cetera, et cetera, like every verticals and um, but would, yeah, would, it's would, everywhere. Would it take over the role of a human beings, what human can play, how they can play uh, in a workplace or in a workforce? Again, it's a tool, so you can use it for bad or for good. If you decide to use it to improve humans, to improve the way we would negotiate our contract, you're just learning how to be better as some specifics. Uh, mm. Yeah. So we, it's, it can make us better. Okay. That's, that's definitely, from your perspective, it's better. It's yeah. not going to be... Um, it's <laughs> you're advocating for that. Um, uh, as I told you, it's a tool. You can use it for good or for less good. It depends on uh, what's your purpose. What do you want to do with it? You can train for defense. You can train... So, yeah, how would you like to use technology? And how do you want to use the convergence of technology? Because we are not anymore only created virtual environment. We are creating virtual environment in which you can interact, where we add more and more layers, where we add more and more informations, where you can measure, where you can, between two points, where you can, um, yeah, you have all the information to be able to reproduce uh, just visually this table and to measure it, but you can have the information on where you buy it. Um, when do you need to renew it? For how long is it warranty? Um, and you can add all this information and connect them. Mm. So it's not only a visual tool anymore. It's really how we want to interact, interact um, digitally with the physical world. And we can just recreate the physical world in a virtual space and interact with it mm. easily. If you want to change the temperature of this room, you could do it just digitally, just moving one button on your screen. And it has to be connected to, it to all the different... Um, Everything, yeah. yeah. I mean, now we really merge technology. It's not only using VR, it's using VR and machine learning and IoT, Internet of, uh, of, of things. things. So we don't, yeah, it's not only one thing and it will go growing. We use more and more tools. It depends on what we want to create and just we incorporate all the elements to, to create um, the product. Uh, so what's next for you? You're saying that you're on t working on a project that is going to be um, focusing on the uh, um, smell. smell. Yeah. Oh, old yeah. factory. All fa factory. That's the word I was looking for. All factory. Yeah. Yeah. Old yep. factory design. I see. I think it's really important. As I said, it's the strongest uh, smell uh, sense. Sorry, within the human body, it's the one directly connected to your brain, directly connected to your memories, directly connected to uh, all your um, unconscious uh, behavior. It drives behavior. So I'm really interested in how we can influence people just by smell. And it can be used same for every industry. For retail, for the automotive industry, 
Ask me how. <laughs> so you're going to do that? Me. Yes. <laughs> so that's your next project? My, no, I can't speak about my current project. Yes. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely really, really interested in that. Yeah, in that and how we incorporate smell in, um, in, uh, in virtual or even not only virtual environment, but also the physical environment and uh, how we, it influences uh, us as humans. Mm. So, um, for those who are listening to us and um, who might not, uh, who might be interested in getting to t- technology or AR VR, what are you? What's your advice to 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 people, especially women, especially of of culturally and linguistically diverse background, because there are not many of us in in the space of STEM. What's your advice um, for young people studying at the moment? Should they uh, take up STEM and you know how important it is for them to go down that path. Yeah, you should go for it. Whatever your heart desires, just go for it. Uh, jump to every opportunity. Offer your help. Um, you can. I'm not a big fan of saying you can work for free, but you can definitely start working on projects for the community. For uh, go and uh, check some startups and offer your help. Um, and you can just uh, jump from uh, one role to another, from one project to another, just gaining the skills you need to go where you need to go. So just have a plan and um, have a vision on where you want to be and just build a plan to go there. And uh, it's a long-term plan. It's not like uh, um, I spoke with two person and it doesn't, it didn't work. Boo. No. <laughs> need to do it and show up and again and again and uh, continue to improve <laughs> and the, pr- the, pro- pro- the be, be the prototype, prototype. <laughs> <laughs> be a prototype <laughs> yeah and if you're young you will find it um, easier than uh, the older generation so just reinvent yourself don't be afraid to reinvent yourself and if you see an opportunity going somehow in the direction you feel like going don't hesitate to jump for it and go step by step and improve and do it again and iterate and iterate until you get better and better. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom, uh, Priscilla. So that was Priscilla Kukui uh, from Ovi Square and she's just came in, you know, come on board today to share with Dawncast uh, insight about AR, VR and technology and anything technology and the IoT or the Internet of Things. So uh, we will share the links to uh, Priscilla's work and what she's doing on our Dawncast podcast when we release this. So in the meantime, thanks for listening and make sure you subscribe to Dawncast so that you can be notified for future stories like this. And if you know of somebody that you'd like to get onto Dawncast, make sure you reach out to us as well. So that's it from me, Dai Lee. See you next time. Okay, bye.